0: Welcome to the Draft Doctors podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Gam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. Don't mind my voice breaking. We're doing our top 40 midfield rankings for the AFL Fantasy. And look, I just want to apologize, listeners. There was a bit of a kerfuffle last week. The standard's... The usually tight Draft Doctors podcast was brought down to the gutter with some unusually low standards, uh, but we've suspended Jono. We've suspended Jono, so hopefully no more shenanigans, and uh, we'll press
1: on. Anyway, Cam, how are you doing? Yeah, good. I think with Jono, it's you you either die or you live long enough to become the new Cam. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate s- for Jono, but yeah, sad to see him go for a bit of a break. Yeah, you hate to see it. You hate to see it minis uh
0: put out to pasture. Uh someone who's back from the pasture, no doubt the it's probably back from stud, more like. Uh, Stato, how are you?
2: <laughs> I I was my last day of holidays. I'm back to work tomorrow morning. So um yeah, I've got that uh feel nice and relaxed. First decent break in two years. Feel wonderfully well, but uh Knowing how much work there's going to be in the office tomorrow. Now, can I just mention something about John O's little gaff? Um, he he could have quite honestly covered this up so well, but he dobbed himself yeah. in. Yeah, I mean it's All good content. Content-y. Good content. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: the engagement rate was was right up with hate yeah. messages. <laughs> Is John are people just reaching out? Is John okay? Is he, is he doing all right? That was that were my favourite ones. Anyway, uh, listeners, the, wait, Steve, Steve,
1: what? Steve, I just need to understand. So you've just come back from COVID, right? This is your return pod from COVID, is it not? No, last week.
0: Well, oh, I still mate, had it yeah. last
1: week, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that you've been through it and you've experienced the whole thing. Do you feel differently and what are you going to report on the on the Credlin and the Fizz podcast? Um, yeah. Is it a hoax still, mate? Well, it's always been a hoax. Um,
0: I think I was just overworked <laughs> and overstressed. That's why I was in bed for three days. <laughs> yeah. The cough. Um, yeah. Well, look, I don't want to besmirch our good, good long-time sponsors, Marlboro, but I'm sure the cough might have just been cigarette-related. Uh, so it's hard to say. It's hard to say, really. Um, Evidence is inconclusive. Yeah, we might have to double down on the. On the co- Wait, you were COVID camp. That was your bit. Look, I don't know how that happened. You said it. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> Adelaide listeners, not not regional South Australians. We don't. Not, I've met you, not you, Adelaide listeners. Uh, the Listener League draft will be held for last weekend in February, in your fair city. Uh, so there's eight spots now to enter. You have to roast Jono's rankings. We did the Twitter poll, and it is up to you to roast Jono's rankings. Now I don't know how you do this, Cam. This was sort of your suggestion uh, for the poll. It could be a diorama, could be a diorama, could be, could be a song, could be anything. Could be a, a poem. song would be fantastic. A poem. I-, I don't know what it is. I I think a meme's just a bit lazy. Probably not going to
1: get you in.
2: How come we're not listening to Breno here? Send in the beer.
1: That's because that, that's yeah. That's Steve. So- we've talked about this. Breno is Steve's burner. Steve, Steve's just trying to get beer. That's all it right. is. So.
0: Anyway, listen. So there's eight, there's eight spots there. Uh, we'll reveal what the draft type will be. It'll be AFL fantasy format, but of course we'll be doing something brand new as we always do. Roast Jonas forward ranks. You got till the end of February. Uh, the end of January. Sorry uh to get your entries in. Uh if you've got something planned that twenty fifth, twenty sixth, you're getting married, you know, bump it back. Bump it back. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So uh anyway, we'll press on to the ranking stato. Top forty AFL fantasy mids. Yes. Very
2: exciting. Yeah, yeah it is actually. Um I, I like this one. Um the mids are always a bit of fun. The, the, there's a couple others that are trouble town this year, but the mids are good. Um, so, look, we all understand there's recency bias when you do this. So, looking at the previous year's uh, average can determine a little bit where you put them. Um, I've tried to manage that as much as possible, but, uh, when you average 120 last season, it's hard to ignore. So, I have got Rory Laird at number one. Uh, number two, I've got Jack Steele. Uh, so Jack, uh, dropped about 12, uh, on his average, uh, last year. So went from 122 down to 110. Uh, but he did get injured, um, on quite a low score, um, in the first third of the season last year. You take that out, uh, basically he would have been the second highest average, uh, and come home pretty strong. I've got Tooke Miller at number three. Um, Again, a little bit the same. He went uh, a three-week period. I think it was around four, five, and six last season where he only laid three tackles. Uh, I think there was something wrong with his shoulder for that little period of time. Um, The rest of the season was was quite strong. He averaged 109.8. Um, his corrected average, if he took those three out, is about 115. So, again, uh would have been sitting in third position and 120 the year before. I've got Clayton Oliver at number four. So I really found it hard from four to 10. I think, or actually four to 11. Um, they could fit in anywhere here. But I've got Clayton Oliver just for the consistency at number four. And I've got Andrew Brayshaw at number five.
0: Cam, any wild differences there?
1: Not really. Uh, I've got a different number five, um, but the rest, are, the rest are the same. I've got Jack McRae at number five.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I've got uh, I've got Oliver at eight. That's probably the, the big difference there. Just seem, yep, dropping a little yep. bit and bit, probably a bit hotter on tracker than
2: some of the other boys.
0: Yeah, he's way down to okay.
2: me. Okay. Yeah, way down. Um, yeah, we'll get to him a fair bit later. Uh, Jack McRae I've got at six. Uh, Callum Mills at seven. Uh, Zach Merritt at eight. Tom Mitchell getting back up to the board at nine. Um, if he was in a fantasy friendly team, uh, he would probably be a lot higher than that because the reality is if he's let loose, he's just in the top three, quite simply. And, Fighting a little bit with these Western Bulldogs players. So I've gone Bailey Smith at 10. Again,
0: Cam, wild differences. Can you read them again for me, Stato? Just...
2: Yeah, McRae at 6, who you yep. had at 5. I've got Callum Mills at yep. 7. Zach Merritt no. at 8. Tom Mitchell yep. at 9. And Bailey Smith
1: Ah, uh, Not really. That's, uh, that's the same. I've got one in there that, that you didn't have again. So I've got... Josh Kelly coming
0: in at 9. Yeah, fair enough. I've got I've got 9 of your top 10. The only one that's out is Tom Mitchell. I got him at 14. Yep.
2: And who's the one you got in? Uh Patraka at
0: 9. Yep.
2: Okay. Yep. Yep, fair enough. So at number 11, I've got Marcus Bontempelli. I was tossing up between Smith and Bontempelli. Um Without Josh Dunkley, they're just both going to uh, step up another gear. I've got Patrick Cripps at 12. Um, Patrick's, Patrick's, uh, average was impacted with that 37. I think he had with that sort of hamstring and his run home was just fantastic. Uh, another player, in fact, the number one player for the run home was Brad Crouch at 13. I've got Lockie Neal at fourteen and Josh Kelly at fifteen.
1: Um, yeah, starting to see just a couple of differences, but not not too many. So I, I don't have Brad Crouch for a while, but in in that group there, I would have had Petraka. I've got Cripps there as well at fifteen, um, and yeah, Neal and Titch for me is just outside the top ten and eleven. But otherwise, those you know we've covered the same fifteen almost.
0: Yeah, I got crips at 21 and i've got brad crouch at 22 really couldn't
2: yeah you're finding you're finding ways
0: yeah yeah and uh, so i'll I'll talk about steel i've got steel at five and uh crouch a bit lower so i'm a bit lower on some Kilda. i think they're gonna move the ball a bit quicker this year um gonna be less marks maybe a couple less stoppages for them to get to so that's really brad crouch Super high for tackles this year, like re- really, really high. I just expect that to drop back a little bit.
2: Mm, interesting. Ross the boss has always been pretty handy with fantasy players, um, so he backs in the talent.
0: Well, I don't think. Well, I don't think it's a huge. I mean, ten spots. It probably sounds huge, but the real yeah, reality yeah. is that that's like six points.
2: Yeah. All right, 16, I've got Darcy Parrish, a little bit unsure with Essendon, um, to be honest. Uh, Noah Anderson stepping up uh, for 17. Uh, Ollie Wines to return to form at 18. Uh, Petraka uh, fits in for me at 19. And sliding down, he possibly would have been top 10, but missing the first month. Um, I see that he's sort of going to struggle a little bit early being Sam Walsh.
1: Just probably two big, two differences there for me. So I've got uh, LDU coming in at 16. I, I think the back end of his year last year was unbelievable. And, you know, even if Cunnington's coming back in uh, to that midfield, and I actually think that'll probably help him a little bit anyway. And under Clarko, he's generally a high-possession type game style. LDU's pretty good size to so take a few marks, um, on the outside whilst getting enough on the inside. So I reckon he can go as consistent as he did at the back end of last year. Um,
2: so LDU, his last five was 102.2. Yeah.
1: so I, I think that's probably about right for a season for him this year. Uh, and then the other difference would be... Uh, I have uh, Luke Parker in there. So Luke Parker's... Like back into the year, he basically pulled a JPK out of the hat last year. He attended more CBAs as the year went on, including 91% in the final. He went at 105.1% in the last 11, which, uh, you know, hard to ignore. Uh, I think they tried a few things in the first four rounds, and you, you look at the CBAs, and he's clearly not in them. And then pretty much after round four or five onwards, he was he was bulk, bulk midfield time. So hopefully, see some of that again. Yeah, fair enough. I'm I'm with Cam. I had
0: LDU at fifteen. Um you can cherry pick which, which stat you want. I could find him at one oh eight. So um Yeah. And and again, they were the, the like lowest mark team I think in the league. I expect like Cam, them to bump that up and I think LDU's that inside outside guy uh who can do it both ways. Uh probably Ollie Wine's down at thirty for me. I just thirty what 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 the fuck's wrong with that? That is a fair drop. That's kind of
2: no. It's where it's probably where he was is last it? year.
1: Like,
0: hang on, yeah. might be a few down, but I just oh, there's a, there's a few guys I'm really keen on who I'm putting in front of him for my ranks. That's not to say I'll draft them there, but that's where I'm ranking them. Um, and mm-hmm. Sam Walsh, I got it like
2: 33. I just don't want any of that.
1: Yeah, he's low for me as well.
2: Ollie Wines was uh, twenty-seven last year.
0: Like he's fine. He's fine. He's that high nineties hundred was- guy. If we
1: ignore the outlier year, he was twenty-three. Is that get your numbers right, mate. Come on. God.
0: But again, Damn. but again, that's five no, points, six
1: points. Mm.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, moving on to twenty one for me is lDU, so we've actually all got in within the sixth mm-hmm. position so it's not too different. Um, the next one I see is the major um, player to get a bump with uh, hopper and Toronto gone is tom green at twenty two uh, Hugh McCluggage probably my biggest drop for those that uh, averaged over 100 last year at uh, 23. I think Duckley impacts him where he spends more time on the outside than he does inside. I've got Luke Parker at 24 and Jai Simcom at 25.
1: A few a few different here as well. I, I'm kind of pretty high on um, Jai Newcomb this year. I reckon he can... Go to another level and sort of do what Ben Keys did a couple of years ago at Adelaide. Um, so I've actually got him at 21 this year. I, there's just not anyone else in that midfield besides the younger talent like Josh Ward, etc. So he'll be the main guy in there. And I think he can um, elevate his game to a new level. And also have uh, at 22, I've O'Meara as well. I think he can be pretty pretty good over in Frio, better than he margin you know significant margin better than he was this year at Frio sort of playing that hybrid forward role
0: man I thought I was high on, on um, O'Meara but apparently not um I'm, at, I'm actually pretty strong <laughs> on all those players that I got yeah Hugh McClough's coming back but still kept him safe at 18 um that's probably the one so I got Ben Keys still in at 17 again I'm still fine there I think Adelaide's I'm unsure what the hell goes on there, and he's probably the one that uh, that looks to be squeezed. But I'm I'm okay for now until things change in the preseason. And I got Chera at 19. I I had Newcomb at 23 as well, Cam. So I'm right with you there.
2: Okay, moving on to 26. We've got Cam Guthrie. Uh, i've got john newcomb at twenty seven so we're not too far away from each other there cam uh, i've got sarong at twenty eight so still expecting a little bit more of a climb not as much as probably what we were hoping for uh only twelve months ago i've got Trelaw at twenty nine um we know he's got that sort of elite game it's all about the body and i've got jaden short at thirty
1: um yeah a couple of differences there. Uh so probably the main one for me is having uh Treloar for me is at thirty eight. Uh he's still on light duty, he's had ankle surgery in the off season and it's just I've heard this story before with Trelaw. You know, pre season you know injury comes in a little slow. Sure he might pump out a really good average, but and he you know, played twenty one games last year, but I'm okay with letting someone else have him to be honest. Um, And the other one, Caleb Sarong, I've actually got at 39, which I had him way higher. And then he was just the guy that I'd compare him to one person and then he'd drop one place and then just drop one place and drop one place. And he just kept falling and I I couldn't stop it because in my head, you know, he wasn't so good at getting the outside ball, which is what restricted his ceiling last year. He needs all of the tackles in the world to get the score and... You know, sure he's going to get enough handballs to, to build it but man i i can't see him being you know brayshaw will be the top scorer and i can't see him being close to that at all and i think jaeger will yeah I,
2: I don't expect he will be close no. to that I, I think he'd be 15 i think it alone. could be more
1: like i think 87 that he got this year could be could be right
2: yeah
1: i'm in
0: between you guys on sarong I'm not convinced like Cam, but I also see just little bits of growth, little bits of growth. And like you say about the outside ball, there's actually a lot of outside ball being freed up there. So maybe that becomes available to him. I don't think I had anyone. I think, again, Stato will pretty similar. I had Trelaw at 26. I'm okay with that. Probably short at 40 is the one I'm a little bit different on.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just think he's close to a hundred guy. Um, but I don't think the midfield role is perfect for him. Um, now that they've got Hopper and Taranto, do they take him back to that that half back role?
0: Yeah, and that's probably the thing. If you back him in for that half back role, you'll have him higher than I do. I'm just not convinced he's walking into it and they persist with like an outside midfield role for him.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and he is training with the midfields yeah. currently. That's, his, that's the word. I his, mean.
1: his inside 50 count was the fifth best in the league. Like, uh, uh, as soon as they, if he's playing four to centre, I think he's better for Richmond than he is off the half back, where they've got Vlaston and Rioli doing really well. Like, Rioli was almost in all Australian contention. He's in the extended squad, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All oh. right. To the next 10. Um, so 31, I've got Jack Crisp. Um, I just found it really hard of where he should land, to be honest. I've got Lockie Whitfield at, at 32. Uh, George Hewitt at 33, um, which I'm expecting, you know, a three to four point drop um, on what he had this year. i have got Chad Warner as a bit of a riser uh, at 34 and Adam Chera at 35. Although I'm really mindful that I think Cher is just going to come out of the blocks firing with Sam Walsh out. Um, and if Sam Walsh's injury extends further, then we could have a massive year from Chera. So, um, I think that 88 average uh, sitting next to him in the draft probably creates a bit of value for Chera.
1: Mm. I probably, I've gone lower than both of you on Chera at 40, but. I can see both sides, right? Like I can see him going absolutely ballistic this year, or, you know, he could be a bit middling and I've just kind of gone with the middling, um, trait for, for my rankings. The only other, uh, differences I have there. So I have, um, I've been keys at 34. So I I've faded him pretty hard. I'm just not convinced that he's going to have the right role to get back to the scoring that he was doing two years ago. Um, yeah, other than
2: other than the, the top guy in yeah. head, I just don't know how to read Adelaide. So it's not saying that he can't because he bloody well yeah. can, but I just can't I've, read. I've
1: also head. got uh, James Robum sitting in there at uh, 33. So
0: I've completely punted off uh, Whitfield. Yeah, uh, he's not in mine either. No yeah. way. Um, Jack Crisp, that second half was pretty rubbish to be honest and they're bringing in a premium mm-hmm. ball winner so he's outside my top 40. Um, again I, sp- I suppose Cher already mentioned I'm at 19 so pretty hot there and yeah Chad Warner had at 31 so I'm expecting good things
1: mm.
2: Yeah absolutely Uh 36 I've got James Robum um, so we weren't too far away there Cam. I've got Ben Keys at thirty-seven. Got Jager Mira 38. Um, and the return of a couple of old dogs, um, that I think will give us, uh, one more last year of highlights in Seb Ross at 39. Um, uh, I think he's exactly the type that Ross the Boss will just back in. He goes with the old soldiers. Um, it, it's a thing that he's done in all his coaching career. Um, had a pretty good end to the season as well. Uh, and, at forty, Patrick Dangerfield. Whoa.
0: Wow, what's that smell? Smash him one
1: smell. out. It's not good. It smells like a captain. It smells like a captain. Um, yeah, they're basically completely different um, from mine. But we've kind of already talked about most of them. The, the one that I've got there that hasn't been mentioned is Josh Ward at thirty-seven. Um, He's at forty-one. I've got seven players at forty-one because I haven't ranked past that. There's <laughs> a lot of ju- a lot of just misses. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. I still had Viney
0: in baby swag. He's a forty-one.
2: I've got forty-four
0: <laughs> for Viney. I had, yeah, I'm kind of with you on Ross. I had him at forty-one. I still had Liver in there, like Dunkley out. I just—it's such good news. Um.
2: Yeah, I've got Libba down at fifty
0: nine. Yeah, wow. yeah. I had O'Meara at thirty six. Uh, I saw that photo of Dylan Scheel and I put him in. <laughs> <Yes>. straight <laughs> it's in. Pretty
2: yeah. straight in. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, I've got him at fifty one. But after so, that was done before the photo. <laughs> thought, ooh, that's ooh. that's, a, that's <laughs>
1: another another forty one for me. But like he's got. Um, I saw a checkers from Marmalade. Most of these splits. It's something like, you know, went 100-plus in the last, like, nine games or something. Yeah, he yeah. had a good back end.
0: Yeah, he had a good back end. And um, I still had Will Brody in at 39. I had yeah. him at 48. Where do, you, where do you have your boy, Matt Kennedy?
2: I've got him at 47.
1: Oh, I, ha- I actually had him. So I've got him at 31. I mi- missed him mentioning him there, but... Yeah, I think he's one of those players that can score forward, score on the outside, takes great marks. Like, I think he'll be really consistent for him.
0: Who was the so Essendon was your hardest team to rank? Stato, what do you what do you think their inside mid mix looks like? I was, uh, I was about, to say, about to say not allowed to say centre
2: Yeah, it's just it just interesting what the new coach does. Um, with Zach Merritt. So if, if I was, I would want Zach Merritt in space. Yep. And this is to me, the best way to get him in space is start him on the half forward line and then become the extra midfielder or start him on the wing. And if that was to happen, then you could go set field, um, shield, uh, I think probably, Number two because he's the he can be the line breaker where Setterfield's the grunt because they don't really have height and then you have your sort of defensive mid that can be attacking in in parish. So I'd go those three. That's
1: that's gotta be the first time. Um, defensive mid and parish have been used in the same sentence.
2: Yeah, that's why he needs to yeah. change his game. So and that's been the problem with their midfield mix. They're all a bit the same, same, all just wanting the footy, and that's where Setterfield, I reckon, is so important to them because he just becomes the bull. Now he's 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 a poor man's Patrick Cripps. So let's not get lost in that. He's he's not as good as
0: breaking Patrick. news, but that's breaking news. Of,
2: yeah, that <laughs> that's the role he needs to play, and, and as a role player like that. He can do really well. Then what Shield's really good at is he's got that sort of toe and he's clean. So he's clean um, at Mm. ground level. So he can be that sort of line breaker. So he's the one you want sort of receiving it from a tap because he can break the line. And then you probably want him to go hands out to Merritt. So Merritt can deliver it to a leading forward. Sorry, I started talking football more. No, that's fantasy, good. So,
0: but, so like a Zach um, Merrick, do you do you think there could be a drop?
2: In potential, I still have him in the. I still have him in the top ten because you want the ball. Yeah, in I his feel hand. like
1: he's also scored. I'm probably going to be corrected by Twitter here, but I think he's scored like 110 average on a wing. You know, like it's not. Um, yeah, he's breakout. If
2: you remember correctly, which I think might have been second year. I, I could be wrong there. Twitter correct me as well. Um, but that was off the half-four yeah. Well, he,
1: he finds the ball.
2: Not, average 95. Yeah, exactly right. And and you actually want him in space. He's not the inside bull you want. He's the one you want Instant. in space and using seats, the footy. All day long. Future, future yep. son. spot on. <laughs>
0: If, if you were to pick someone who's who you've ranked as a 20-plus midfielder who you think, if things break the right way or what have you, they could find themselves in the top 10, who would you pick for that?
2: Well, there's two obvious ones which will be major breakouts, uh, LDU and Tom Green.
1: I reckon you could throw Noah Anderson in there as well.
2: Yeah, I, I had yeah, I had him 17 so I didn't yeah. have him the 20 plus. Yet. Yeah,
0: I had him 16. I just see Noah is just that slow burn. Yeah.
2: Well, he's he averaged 98 from 21 games, so it doesn't need too much more of a slow burn and he's in yeah. The top yeah, that's right. That's
0: right. All right, we are going to get to the Twitter questions.
1: Just before we do, like some pretty big names that we've left out that have been historically, you know, would have been in there. But I feel like, are we all just sort of really cautious this year or, you know, just injury news that's coming out, but like Taylor Adams completely not there.
2: 53. uh, Gaff, I've got at 54. Uh, Rao at fifty four Prestia, you know, for it. Prestia six I mean, where'd you
1: guys put Dom Sheed? example. Well, he could be all right.
2: Uh, Forty-two. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah. Hmm. Matt Rao, Tim Kelly, Luke
2: Luke Shuey, sixty-eight. Matt Kraut, sixty-nine. Nice. Mm.
0: He won't. Will he even be in the team?
1: That's the yeah. question. I don't, I don't think I'll rank him to be honest. It's
2: good. Scott Pendlebury, 63. Um, the the best Jag of all, yeah. 64. David.
0: David, yeah. Man, his last four games. Woo. Unbelievable. So you don't think he'll follow on? I just worry no. that the, these teams are just going to like. Oh, I want the north players, the, the the old coach. I'm I'm worried about these teams moving the ball fast and just saying having seen so many teams just punt off like bulk bulk marks last year. It's terrifying. Mm. Yeah. So I really want those to bet the upside on on inside outside main inside roles, but yeah.
2: No hopper. Uh, and and one that would have uh, Hopper was in the forties or fifties. Hopper, forty-five. Yeah. Um, just a shout out to number eighty-seven, Sam Menegola. Seems seems weird. Seems yeah. he would have been right up there at the last yeah, I guess few so. years, yeah. close to ton um,
1: average. He'll go unranked in mine, I reckon.
2: You don't reckon he'll play?
1: Yeah. I've actually dropped him in a dynasty. I think it's though. a good move. I, I don't think he's going to be in the draft kit.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Cam, low
1: on it. A- oh, look, it's it's hard to, you know, I've got to throw a few out there, right? Can only fit 15 players in. Yeah, but he's got 10.
2: George Hall and Smith got praise <laughs> when he moved out of Geelong. Sam Menegol is still in the tent, and you've turfed I'm him surprised out. Surprised we didn't hear about Cooper Stevens. <laughs> uh, he's forty-one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Twitter question: Ben, would you take Jed Anderson as a mid or a forward or both? <laughs>
2: good question. Brilliant. That's good question. Brilliant.
1: Does that count as a submission for the Listener League? Could <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <coughs> Ninja, sorry, that's just Marlboro residue, not COVID. Ninja, <laughs> could you punt defender forward strategy? Could a punt defender forward strategy work if you are near the middle draft picks? Feel like you need to be near the turn in terms of value for the other line, so it could be a pivot to Uberstrong's, Uberstrong mids work.
2: Uh, with, with exception of your F1 and D1. Um the earlier you, you fill up your midfields, the better you go this year is the early yeah. field. And
1: I mean the trend year on year, right, is actually the top midfielders are coming down. Right? So we're seeing less and less players breaking that hundred point mark. And I so I think if you're gonna do anything, it's yeah, pick up a forward defender and then maybe, you know, don't, I wouldn't stress too much. Like if you if you get one of the really big mids, awesome. Otherwise, just be happy with taking one in the second, second, third round.
0: I think with Ninja saying pretty fair. Like you'll, you'll get two good mids. I think a lot of people will do that. Um, mm. you pr- you'll probably find those teams at the end, and, and so then you're going to be picking a positional player in the third round, which is, is fine. But I, I still think teams are going to be picking those uh, Sinclair. He, he'll go pretty close to first round, I would have thought. Sinclair, Doherty, mm.
2: Dunkley—they—they're they're all going first round, surely. Yep. Oh, I just Sinclair <coughs> and, and I did his profile. I mean, twenty-seven years of age—you have your twenty-point breakout. It's—it just seems like it's one out of the box. I, I just can't imagine this. No, Continue. I'm
0: down on um, him because I think he's, again, he's training with the mids. And I think, like short, that probably won't be good news. Mm, um, but I think people will yeah. gravitate towards that 102. You just see it year on year yeah. out. They've, last year's average, how could that not occur again? You see the salary. Yeah. The salary levels are all coming out. Every player is essentially being praised with upside. And we, we know that's just not the case. So, mm, anyway. Yep. Pack and send. Which of the new coaches will likely create the most opportunity for midfielder scoring bumps? Where does Cunnington go? More forward relevant.
2: Mm. New coaches. Well, it sounds like it's not going to be GWS. Um, you got to think Clarko's probably in pole position here because of his historic good. Uh, fantasy coaching, um, and probably an undeveloped group. So I think there's probably more upside. Um, I, I know Steve sort of suggested otherwise, but I'm a little bit hot on, on St Kilda, um, mids just because of what his uh, coaching has been around previously. So just learning what his models are. I mean, you, you think of, um, and, um, let's not talk about Big Cox, but players like Rewalt, um, Lenny Hayes, Goddard, uh, Lockie Neal at Frio. You think of all those players got the most out of their fantasy careers under the guidance of um, Ross can we of just, Loss.
1: For new listeners, there? Sato's <laughs> just come out with, can we not talk about, oh, not to talk about Big Cox, but Lenny Hayes went through a
2: whole bunch of Oh, sorry, no, but Rewalt. <laughs> That's where my mind went. I went to talking about Nick Rewalt being the yeah. best, but um, we got big and go. Had Rewalt with a uh, two hundred score plus two. So
1: two. I kind of think, and it won't be for any of the coaches. I feel like it's not going to be you know someone going from middle to elite. I think it's going to be people coming from really low to middle. So people like Archie Perkins at Essendon, for example. This is a forward, you know, 50 or 60 average last year could become relevant as a forward. Ben Hobbs, same. Caldwell, 75 to maybe 85 as a mid. I don't know.
2: So my head was in fantasy football and yours was in shed (laughs) (laughs) foot.
0: I'm with Stato on the Clarko number one, but I also think uh, Essendon could be undervalued. I reckon there'll be a big focus on defence like tack, like they are a sh- shocking tackling team. So I reckon they could bump up there. Yeah. The reason I, I say St Kilda, they led the league in marks. What's the only way down? What's the only way from the top? It's down. And then you've got two guys who just had massive, massive tackle shares. Not massive, massive tackle, Stato. Like you want to talk about massive, massive tackle <laughs> shares in Brad Crouch and Jack Steele. So again, I, I just find it so hard to maintain at those that top level. So I'm. That's why I'm a bit cagier on, on St Kilda.
2: Nothing wrong with Big <laughs> Tap. <Absolutely. laughs> uh,
0: soft hands. Soft hands and Big ta- and Cunnington. <laughs> <laughs> Where does Cunnington go? I think we all sort of had Cunnington in the around the tenth best
1: forward on the ranks. Yeah. So somewhere around there. Yep. Nine. I had him. Go and Stater had him at nine. Uh, did I?
0: There you go. Uh, Russ, Robum had a great finish to 2022. From round 19 to the grand final, he averaged 100.9, which is 17.9 points above his year average. He seems locked into the fourth mid-roll with about 50% CBAs. Can you see him getting a 90-plus average in 2023? Would Parker's role have to suffer for this to
2: happen? Um. I've got him roughly around the the 92 to 95 average, so about a 10 to 12-point jump on last year. So exactly the, the same way you are thinking.
0: Yeah, I don't think Parker has to suffer.
2: I think, no, I, I think Mills was the guy thing.
0: who dropped off a fraction
2: in the midfield. It was Mills, yeah. Yeah, started dropping down in defence whenever they got in trouble.
1: I think as well, like we've seen for years, Parker... Have dual position status anyway. Like he, he has in, historically played yeah. as a mid forward and scored ninety eight as an average. You know, it's a, it's pretty safe, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had um,
0: row bottom one spot ahead of Stato, but I'm on a low eighties average. Forked Hawk, do you see Dersmer Bergman or someone else taking the vacant wing role at Port? Also hearing negative talk around Will Brody. now he is mid only in O'Meara coming in. Can you see him maintaining or increasing his 2022 average to be a potential value M3 or M4?
2: I've got him having a, a slight drop. Um, so Mundy had uh, 65% of CBAs. Uh, I think O'Meara takes them plus a little bit more. I think
1: with Will Brody...
2: O'Meara can play on the outside. Yeah. They'll have him in the guts.
1: I think with Will Brody, like, they're not going to play him less. Like, if he's in the team, he's not going to play less than what he did because he was only on, like, 59% game time, right? And he still scored really, really well. It was 69. Oh. Missed
0: yeah. missed opportunity. Nice. Ken. Yeah, I know. Ken. Um,
1: anyway, but like they're not gonna play him less, right? So his score could go up.
0: Mm. Could I guess. Um mm. Bergman or someone else taking yeah. a vacant wing roll at port. Yes. Boom. <laughs> Mike, how much can Track improve his score with Gaunty putting it down his throat more often than not? Stato, you know where you can <laughs> get it put down your throat. <laughs>
1: Oh, Michael Bills.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Mike thinks he can push into the top three.
2: Yeah, I I had him going the other way. I I just think he's so valuable for them um, with his link and being up forward that I, I felt the second half last year, they started to use that a little bit more. Now, I don't know if there was anything underlying like a, an injury, but I think Petrarca is really going to do that sort of share role between midfield and forward, we, which there could be benefits of uh, positional change throughout the year. But I, I think that's where his future is.
0: So who who do you see getting a bump then?
2: like Oliver that's why i, mean, I had him in the top 3 like he
0: can not like in terms of getting a midfield role like Petrarca had
2: i, I just think there'll be less less like shares his shares yeah. enormous
1: no so, so he yeah in the light in the period that Sato was talking about i think it'd be around 20 onwards yeah. so Petrarca dropped to 50% cbas and the increase went to ratio yeah so it, it could could be, and and
2: Brayshaw's got defensive status, and that's why I've yeah, got him apparently. at number four.
1: But it, it could be someone like Tom Sparrow as well. Like he he saw, yeah, it could let be. Me just adjust. absolutely. Uh, let me just
0: adjust. Nothington Post: Which of these midfielders likely to become a top tier mid this year? Green, LDU, Simpkin, Sarong, Robum, or Warner.
2: Well, I certainly went uh, the two in LDU and green, um, but you you list all those, um, I've got them all within 14 ranks.
1: I think the the one that I'd just be cautious about there is Sorong. Um but, you know, upside is massive for all of them.
0: Yeah, I think it's LDU personally. Yeah, I've got him highest yeah. for sure. Ah, uh, Warney. W- Warney, who did the Gold Coast profile for Dream Team Talk. I don't know if everyone's been listening. I certainly have.
2: Yeah, what? no, I heard.
0: No, no, Flanders.
2: Yep. Stato. What, Nothing. What, what's going on? Well, I, I did like his response that the Flanders quota had been taken up for the preseason. It's not enough.
0: It's not enough. <laughs> Raise the damn quota. (laughs) The quota (laughs) is wrong. (laughs)
2: Um,
0: And no Hollands either. No Hollands. Just bangs out tons, 20% of his games. That's what I heard. Uh, Mm -hmm. Will we or should we see the most mids taken in the first three rounds than ever before?
1: Almost every draft I'm in, the first three rounds are pretty mid-heavy anyway. Um, But, yeah, I think it's going to be chaotic after that for mids.
2: Well, well, certainly the ruck fever will be a hell of mm. a lot less than what it's been in previous years with the Gorn and Grundy. Um, the, to, to me, the the three big forwards will go early and so will Doc and then the remainders are all midfielders, I reckon. You might have someone get a bit excited with Rosie. I'm not as hot as others, but um, potentially Darcy Cameron, Oh, I think I've got it um F four, Darcy. Um so I, I think Warney's probably on the mark because I reckon the rest of the twenty odd will be those um midfielders. Yeah, I think uh,
0: oh so Oogie Boogie replies uh he reckons about it was about a half and half split last year and he reckons it'll be about nine non midfielders this year. It, mm. I I reckon on draft day yep. when you're staring down your your team and you're looking at the forwards. If you've gone two mids, it, it's going to be hard not to pick
1: one. Pick a mid. Oh, yeah. a
0: forward, I mean, sorry.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And in that range, you'll be like, oh, do I take Dusty? Or do I take Zach Butters? Well, if Zach Butters is there, you for sure take him. Oh. For sure you do. Look, and you don't yeah. feel good about it.
0: And, and, I mean, Dylan Moore's coming. You're going to pick Dylan Moore or Cam Guthrie. Like, yeah. And some of those, def- it's some of those bad. defenders average pretty well. Like um, Brayshaw still averaged pretty close to a hundred. Tom Stewart, sick dog. Yep. Like all these guys are still going to get. I, uh, I think on when it when push comes to shove, it'll be a bit closer to fifty fifty. But it, it look Warnie's probably right. Probably right. It's um. And, He's and English always will probably right. go in the first three rounds. Yep, he will. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see when ADPs start rolling through. Dane, what are your thoughts on players like Libba and Josh Dacos this year? Should, yet again, have a lot more responsibility through their respective positions?
1: Well, Steve, you were pretty big on... Well, you you had Libba ranked higher than both of us. Oh, yeah, I have him at 37. It's, um, I, I
0: like him with, with Dunkley yeah. out, but I'm, it's more just to keep-safe. Um, than anything else, I think he's a, a fine piece to have in your team. Probably a bit lower on the outside player in a non-mark heavy system. So unless Collingwood change things,
1: hard to. Who's the other player? Josh Dakos. Dakos. Similar. Hard. Hard to see his role changing too much. And again, they've only brought in talent. Yeah. So- well, that, Taylor Adams looks like he's. Gonna miss the start of the season by a margin. So, or well, who's gonna get more ball? More Titch? I've yeah
2: yeah yeah. Josh Dekos I have at seventy three.
0: Aaron, how far down the board does Walsh slide given the back surgery and missing the first month? I think we could probably talk about this. We're pretty different on this.
2: Yeah, I've got him at twenty. Um, when I'm doing. When I'm doing draft rankings, I'm thinking of the whole year. So you can have someone fill in his spot for the four rounds and then you get Sam Walsh for the rest of the season. So mm-hmm. I'm still hot on him. Um Yes, he'll be a little bit slow to start, but he'll still average well over the ton. So I'm happy with him. Yeah, I think
0: I was laughing last year because we were drafting and Rory Laird had just broken his hand like twenty minutes before our draft started and not everyone knew about it. And someone picked him in the first round and I was just laughing and uh
2: one laughing at the end of the year. Mm. Yeah. yeah, 20 games yeah. and 120. Yeah.
0: I got him at 33. He he did get pushed more to the outside. But still gun. Mm. Rich. Yep. And and obviously these, these rankings can be adjusted. Uh, how far does Tuk slide with Flanders' season? It's a good question, Rich. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, good call. Hashtag live quarter.
0: <laughs> Mini How high will Stato rank Adam Chera? I, oh,
1: wait, Stato. Um, before you Before y- you answer, said- man, I was genuinely surprised at how low you had him. I, I totally. He, he for the last couple of yeah. seasons he has been like, you've been Chera's breaking out. Here comes Chera. You know, it's gonna oh, be Chera. He's
2: he's he's that good. Um the problem is so is their freaking midfield, and that's the problem. It it really is. So I've got him at thirty five. Um where do I reckon he could be ranked if I just knew that he was um inside midfielder the whole time? Um we know his games inside outside, which is perfect for fantasy. Um, I'd probably say he's got the ability to be in the top ten. So pushing um, Bonts and, and Bailey Smith for that last thing. The the problem is they've got they've got Walsh, they've got Kennedy, they've got Hewitt, they've got Cripps. So it's actually sharing it, and that's the problem. So you only get eighty percent of Chera, so you only get the low ninety average. Uh, I think. With Sam Walsh out, I think he's going to start really well.
0: Man, I got him. Yeah, I'm higher. I don't know. He came home like an absolute freight train. The average is the average is oh. a little bit buried with that five. So, you know, yeah. Second year at the club,
2: yeah. I, 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 gotta, I you got
0: to think Hulton will be good. I,
2: I love him. I love him. But it's just so much. Too many mouths to feed is where my issue is.
0: You know where there are a lot of mouths to feed. Is <laughs> Barnacle <laughs> Bills yeah, We Barnacle can hear it. Bills. Uh living the fife life. Jack Viney is a guy who never gets any love, had his best year in twenty twenty two. Can you see him doing it again? Stepping up.
2: I've got him at forty four.
0: Yeah, I had him at like yeah. Cam had him as a burner, I think, and I had him at thirty four, so mm. more filler than killer. Has got baby swag though.
2: He plucked... Yeah, yeah. Could help. Good help.
0: Alex, Lockie Hunter worth a punt given the MCG wing is more suited to his strong seagulling abilities. What can he average in
2: 2023? The the issue I have here is generally one wingman's getting a lot of the footy and the other one's a dead wing. Uh, And I think we've experienced this a lot. You don't have too many teams that have two wingers that have got high... Level of scoring, they've already got a great winger who breaks yeah. the line, yeah. is lightning quick,
1: and they use him well. They didn't though, right? So, the the difference being, I don't have the stat in front of me, but remember a couple of weeks ago I was saying that when Gus went into the middle, the the plus minus for Ed Langdon was twenty three points or something. He he fell away, super, mm-hmm. like massively. So, you know, take out of that what you will, but, you know, there's probably opportunity there for... Yeah, what is your well, point? I'm just saying, like, did they use him? Or did they start going through the middle more, I guess, is the... Yeah.
2: Yeah, and that's not going to help Lockie yeah. Hunter. No, so. I
1: agree. I agree.
2: Out on Hunter.
1: Mm.
0: You can take him light if you want, but probably, probably wouldn't. Yeah. Anyway... He's a good punt like Yeah, and that's that's right. Um and, and whilst all everyone else is taking Eagles players, um, as their M sevens, so that's their whole team, um, you can take Lockie Hunter. So take that Eagles fans. <laughs> I was very happy with the Eagles fans. We made a Twitter joke and they they responded in good humor. They understood it was a joke. Not like those dickhole Adelaide Crows supporters who were um gonna be hanging out within a month. Oh, God, you get the fans just truly engaged. Absolutely. Anyway, that'll wrap it up for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll have our Hot Takes pod next. You don't want to miss that one. Good fun. We'll see you then.
2: Thanks for listening to the Draft Doctors podcast. For more tips and in-depth analysis, head over to thedraftdoctors.com.au.